before we go, who is Saucy Woman? <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Saucyman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saucy yeah. Woman. Saucy Woman. Shannon Saucy Woman. God, she's so great. <laughs> she's really bad in this movie. She is. She's just the best. What are you doing? What are you wearing? Um, you know, just uh, some shorts. Uh, got a, got oh, a nice, basketball nice shorts or workout shorts? Yeah, what's the difference? Oh, basketball shorts. Oh, no, 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 not the basketball shorts. Don't wear those. Take those off. Uh, all right. You know, uh, 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 I, I, you know, I wasn't, but sure, I'll go ahead and do that for you, Satan. Okay, thanks. That's it. Goodbye. Well, that was a weird that one. That was Ghostface. Wish... Ghostface. Hey. Wish I missed that call. <laughs> yeah. Um, one missed call is um, the name of my my phone nowadays because of the robo calls that, uh, mm. that we all get. You know, yeah. you, you miss one, you miss them all. That's my, what I like. My to favorite say. contact, potential spam. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. When that when that pops up, it's it gives me gives me pause. I almost I almost didn't answer a, a no caller ID phone call the other day. Ooh, no ID. Great yep. pr- great producer, bad caller. But I did, and sure enough, it was the Antioch Police Department. Unbelievable. My car has resurfaced. Wow. <laughs> uh, Cheryl is now in Antioch. Cheryl is in, in the yacht. And has been picked up and is now finally going to be laid to rest. Um, she, the, the police officer told me he's never seen a car so stripped in his life. <laughs> so I'm glad that Cheryl, the organ donor, really, really gave, gave her everybody uh, every part of her. Yeah, even the eyeballs. As she made her, as she made her way out of, the, out of this world. Yeah, because that's the bigger question, because last we heard of Cheryl, she was undrivable then. Yeah, she just had all of her tires missing and a couple doors and the whole backseat and the whole trunk. So somebody went out of their way and somebody, got a trailer. Somebody got a tow truck or yeah. a trailer and and took the rest yeah, of her to Antioch where they did the rest of the stripping, but then left it outside. On yeah, yeah. Wild. Wild. So, wild development. So RIP to my car and RIP to... Uh, Enjoy Cheryl's Parts Carquina Street. Yes, to many of the people that are in uh, this feature film that we're doing because it is Spooktober. Hey, it is Spooktober, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what we like to do on Spooktober is uh, at least one or two scary movies for uh, usually anniversary movies throughout the year, or if we have a, a continuing theme, which we don't, which we don't. We're doing a, a big scary movie in the fact that it's it's an all time Rotten Tomatoes movie. Um, all timer. Is it a well known movie? No, I don't. Th- I don't think I know a single person that's seen this movie. You've heard all, uh, Alzheimer's. This one has Alzheimer's. Yes, disorder. Yeah. Uh, I wish we had. Uh, uh, forgetting disease, so we could forget that we watched it after it's over. Yeah, yeah, and you will too. Don't worry. It's uh, it's it is Spooktober, but this movie does not belong in any criteria that we enjoy in Spooktober whatsoever. Fifteen years ago, a film called One Missed Call came out, and um, we'll break it down for you. I'm not sure you have to go watch it. Uh, you might want to. It's actually not that bad. <laughs> The the best uh, the, the first hour of it 
Yeah, the pretty best, okay. I mean, the best part about this movie it is uh, it's um, there's no stakes. Yes, no stakes movie. Yes, sand stakes. Uh, th- you don't even really know the location of it. No, there's, there's, no, there's no real, real setting. There's I mean, no based on one actor, I can only assume it's Long Island, but uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. Anyway, uh, Spooktober, I wanted to play a quick game with you um, called Seesaw. Have you seen the saws? I have seen, <laughs> I have seen about uh, five. Oh, there's saws? there's a new saw that came out this yeah. year. Saw ten. Saw, saw ten. X, uh, the return of Jake Saw. So here's what throws me off. Saw ten pre- a prequel. So oh. it takes place in between one and two. It's how the puppet got onto that little bicycle tricycle. Yeah, it's how the puppet. Oh, between boy. one and two. Between so one and two. So it's got prequel. all your favorites from the one and twos. Okay. And it, I guess it brings more storyline to where how the original Saw series ended. Um, lot uh, the last two or three Saws. Um, future contenders. I I was gonna. That's my that's my little game we're gonna play. Okay. But this one got amazing reviews. Under yes. Uh, Spoiler alert, 82. 82 82 for Saw 10. Saw 10. The highest rated of the series. Saw X. By far. By far. Even even by the first one. So if you love the first one. Yes, first one, 50. Mm -hmm. But from 2 to uh, 9... Give or take, you know, the names of them. They don't, uh, the Saw, the final chapter, that would be number seven. Jigsaw. <laughs> and then Jigsaw was eight. And Spiral, Spiral, which is standalone. Yeah. 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 Um, how many of them are under 25%? What's your guess? If Between you get, two and nine? If you get it right, I'll buy you a little treat. Uh, uh, I'd say a third of them are uh, under twenty five. So your final answer, out of 10, out of 10 Saw movies, we already know two of them are not under. How many, how many are under? Three, I would say three or four. The answer is... Saw 4 is 18%. Saw 5, 13%. Saw the final chapter, 9%. And that's it. Those are there the only three. Those are the only three. So I think we should, we'll have a Saw month one of wow. these one of these Spooktobers. Yeah, next, maybe next Spooktober. I think, yeah, maybe this would have been the one to do it on, but we've never been known for hey, our planning. Hey, never, never say never. Unlike we can still Jake's, do it. Unlike Jigsaw, we're not big planners. You, you know, know what? We could crank it out if just we do, really wanted to. Just do three to. straight Saw yeah. movies? Yeah. <laughs> or, just do, or just do one. I think I've only seen one. You've only seen the first I've one. I've only seen the first Saw. Okay. Saw 2 is pretty good. Uh, Saw 3, pretty all right. You know, we have a, a residential uh, Saw expert that we can always invite. Uh, the M- Mr. TC. Lumberjack. Yeah. M- Mr. TC himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a big Saw big head? Big Saw head. Saw hands? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When uh, uh, They've heard of Edward Scissorhands, but we got TC Saw fingers. Nerd, nerd joke. Uh, nerd reference here. Uh, Call of Duty, when they released a, the Jigsaw characters from last October, he was all about it. Went all in on, spent like $30 on, on skins. <laughs> Well, He's that dedicated. If you're going to be uh, well-known for Saw, then skins are the right, th- right thing to buy. Skins, indeed. Yep. Especially wearing somebody else's. Yeah, like they, he was going to be naked under it and kind of tuck his wiener under like a Joe Dirt trench coat. Audibly game. Um, yeah. So, the, yeah, what news? Well, yes, yeah, Spooktober news it, indeed. That's all, we, that's all I got for, for you. Saw, for Saw X. Yeah. Exorcist, new Exorcist coming out. Uh, let's do a quick... Uh, we haven't played the Rotten Tomatoes game in a really long time. Yeah, sure. Why There's not? no no rating for it yet. What do, What are your thoughts? I am cautious. What's your guess? Cautiously optimistic about this this story. Rumblings are are that it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, you got you got the the. I heard original. two rumblings. I heard one bad, one good. So oh, see, there you go. So I think it's going to be more mixed than than um, 
then one could believe either pos- majorly positive or majorly negative. It's not going to be high on the scale, but it, it may be uh, it may be a red tomato. I'm going to okay. go 66. 66. I'm going to go 48. 48's a good one. 48. I like 48. I we'll like uh, we'll check back in for our next episode. This is our last yeah. episode in the in the spook, spooky garage. Yeah. Shout out to everybody that has come through here to do an episode, or uh, as we did in 2020, it was just us for a long, long time. Man. <laughs> I'm telling you, if these walls could talk, they'd be terrified. <laughs> but let's get into it. We're going to talk about one missed call. Um, yeah. Let's get a little taste. Yeah, the little uh, little fun size. Little, taste. little fun size candy bar right here. You get a voicemail, you hear your death, and then you die. Call came in two nights ago. Everybody seems to be linked together somehow. I'm gonna be next. The girls need protection. One missed call. Ready PG-13. Only in theaters January 4th. There you go. Um, The girls need protection. I remember, <laughs> I remember this movie. Two thousand eight. I remember this movie's poster being prominent at, at the mall that I used to frequent. It's the only thing I knew about this movie going into it. This this was the back to back. Good of, poster. Good poster. If, good and scary, I guess. Yeah. Um, but um, that face never makes it in the movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. And and the fact that this is back to back with the other movie that I remember from that year or bookend year, Skinwalkers. Oh, you remember Skinwalkers? I do remember Skinwalkers. I think that. That's a Steven Dorff vehicle. Maybe not. Skinwalkers. 2006. So okay. it was right around that time. It's got uh, our guy Elias Codius in it. Uh, shout out to TMNT3. Uh, one missed call is the, the poster, instead of eyeballs, it's two mouths screaming. Ah. Something, you know, something I just always remember from looking at this Yeah. Title. Well, if it was the two, well, there was the two, uh, two uh, mouths screaming in the eyes lady. It didn't make its appearance once, but it wasn't the same face as what. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of freaky, a lot of freaky faces in this movie. Yeah. Speaking of freaky faces, critical consensus zero (laughs) percent. That's a scary. That's a ghost face. uh, This is the uh, number two, number two, um, zero percenter of all time. Yeah. Meaning the most reviews with still staying a zero percent. Number one, we've already done ballistic uh, colon X versus sever. Love the colon movies. A classic movie that I've forgotten all about till we uh, talked about it earlier. Yeah, we uh, but number two with 81 reviews and not one positive one is yeah. one missed call. Yeah, I believe so it. We've done three. We've done four. We've done five of the top six. Um, the only one we have not done is, ironically, uh, we didn't even do it during Year of Cage. Was Left Behind with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I don't. I guess that's somewhat of a cinematic release. It wasn't a big cinematic release. It was released at like the the religious movie theaters. It got seventy reviews, so it must have been fairly. You it was, know, it was big enough because it was a it was like a Christian funded movie. That's that's why. Oh yeah. So it did have some it's cinematic. A, it's a release. plague of locusts sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think it, it's Lauren Linney in that movie. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. That's, uh, uh, 2014. That so that's out, that's the next year. <laughs> that's the next year movie. We're gonna. Finalize the top six. Cage of songs. Oh, no, we're going to do the top seven because uh, number seven, Super Babies, Baby colon, Geniuses Baby two. Geniuses 2. So I guess next year's theme, we got to figure it out. It's the the multiverse is breaking. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going back to all of our themes. Love it. 
The blurb, uh, one of the weakest entries in the J-Horror remake sweepstakes, one missed calls undone by bland performances and shop-worn shocks. Yeah, uh, um, terribly rated film. However, popular movie of its time, turns a profit. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit. It had um, it had an audience following uh, when the when it hit the box office. Did it really? It did. Oh. And, it, and this is a DVD. This is a sort of a DVD darling, more or less, because it's it's turned a profit to this day. I do think this was the this was kind of the end of an era. Um, it was in the J horror remake. Yes, category American horror remake era. There were still a a, a, a couple that um, came after the fact. Yeah, uh, um, the most famous of. Which being The Ring. The Ring, and then The Grudge. 2002. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Grudge was in 2020. No, just kidding. The remake of The, the Grudge. The remake of The Grudge. The remake of The Remake. Yeah. <laughs> the OG Grudge, 2004. Yeah. I, these, were, these were high up on my list of never seeing them. Still have not seen The Ring. Still have not seen The Grudge. The remake of The Remake of The Grudge? Uh, future Contender. Okay. Yeah, terrible. With uh, Henry Cho. Yeah. Well, I think maybe this is the year I watched The Grudge. Oh, boy. It, we, it, is, is Spooktober going to have to be <laughs> a J-Horror J-Hor- month? J-Horror month. Oh, uh, boy. We're thinking about it. We, we, will got, look, a lot of, we, we got a lot of irons in the fire. Look into it. But uh, this this was the horror movie of our of our high school years. Of our high school, post, post-high school years. Yeah, everybody uh, talking about them. Made, made a ton of money. How, how much money did the ring make? The horror game uh, in the late 2000s was really strong. Really strong. A lot of lot of movies coming out, uh, taking over the box offices, specifically in those months between September and February, uh, mostly because they're not good movies, but at the same time, you can still gain an audience from that. This was around the same time that uh, Paranormal Activity was taking over the world, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that renaissance of, of indie indie horror uh, becoming popular into the cultural zeitgeist. Um, in 2002, uh, three ring movies were in the top 20. Yeah. Of box office, Ju- uh, number nine. Or no, that's the grudge. The ring was number nine. Was number eighteen. Made one hundred twenty-six million dollars. I don't even know what the budget of that movie is. Probably Batty. a lot less than that. A lot less than that. The other two rings movies, Lord of the Rings: Fellowship of the Ring and uh, the Lord of the Rings: Two Towers, both Hell made uh, yeah. both made over one hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. So the the ring. Rings are hot in top, the early top 2000s. twenty. Uh, oh, barely beat my beloved Mister Deeds, mm, and, right, beat and, and then right below uh, another favorite, Minority Report. Wow. <laughs> that's a triple feature if I've ever seen one. Absolutely, Minority Report, The Ring, Mister Deeds, Sweet Home Alabama, and The Born Identity were all uh, <laughs> all in a row in the two thousand two box office. We used to be a crunk, we used to be a proper country. Yeah, yeah, we used to be a crunk country, is a what you're trying country. to say. <laughs> yeah, that was the time CD for. Southern uh, current hip hop was also yeah, absolutely uh, high and mighty back yeah. then. Yeah, Little John and Eastside Boys. What was, your, what was your what was your blurb? My blurb is a friend of the show, Philip Marchand. Yeah, yeah, friend uh, from the <laughs> Toronto Star. My uh, my fellow French Canadian, Toronto. Uh, no, no, no second T, according to them. T- uh, t- uh, oh, Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not Toronto. Yeah. If you say Toronto, you sound like you're saying Tonto, and, and you're being, you know, disrespectful for the, to the Native Americans. I don't know what you're saying, but it sounds like disrespect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, watch your mouth. Uh, Philip Marchand stated, the best part of the movie is the fact that at a running time in an hour and a half, it's mercifully short. Love that guy. Love Philip uh, intake. Uh, he's he's our fellow 90-minute guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, fellow 90-minuter. Represent. Mine yeah. was from Scott Devise from TV Spot. Real guy. Re- definitely a real person. He said about as fresh and vital as fifth generation dub of the Star Wars holiday special. Hey, another friend of the show. Another Shout friend out. of the show. Shout Scott out. Tobias. So uh, we, that's why I included that one. Yeah. Uh, Roger didn't review this. Uh, big surprise. 
Uh, so our friend, uh, friend, our third friend of the show, we got the three amigos yeah, three up, am- on this pod. because <laughs> yeah, Scott Tobias and Philip Marchand. We've yeah. done a Philip Marchand before. Yes, we have. Scott Tobias, I'm not sure he's made it onto the pod. No, but uh, this guy has, and it's uh, our guy Wesley Morris. Yep. So uh, our notable critic uh, segment is Morris Marrier. Uh, he stated, another demonstration of how certain studios and producers care neither about us nor the skill required to pull off a respectable work of garbage. Yeah. If you're going to feed us garbage, at least, you know, put some effort into it. This movie could have been good. Yeah. Be like McDonald's. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's on, he's on to something there. Uh, going to the fat corner, director Eric Valletti. Eric Vallette. Eric Valletti. Eric um, Vallette. It doesn't matter. This is the only movie he's we're ever going to do of his. He did three in his career. The other two we're not very concerned with. Mm, okay. Probably yeah. direct to directed David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the the remake was written by Andrew Clavin. Mm-hmm. Andrew Clavin, a now Daily Wire contributor. So uh, another uh, fact that uh, the Daily Wire is full of failed screenwriters <laughs> who became political pundits. Go figure. Those who can't do uh, preach, as they would say. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. The teachers, uh, the fa- the failed actors, um, the teachers of nonsense. Um, Steve Merkowitz, yeah. Merkowitz, 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 Steve Moskowitz, that famous tax attorney, <laughs> was the editor on this film and okay. um, well-known editor in general, known for Escape Room, Big Trouble in Little China, and Con Air. Con Air. And uh, and unhinged the Russell Crowe uh, oh, yeah. road rage movie. Road rage movie. With, uh, <laughs> what that movie? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, also, also edited uh, the movie that I tried my hardest to get uh, my wife to go see, uh, Retribution with <laughs> Liam, Liam, Neeson? Liam Neeson. Oh, nice. I I told her just the plot without without giving away who was in it or what was happening or anything, and right. then <laughs> and she was intrigued. Wow. And then she's like, "Who was in it?" And I was like, "Liam Neeson." Mm. And, then, and then she was like. Oh, is this one another one? And then so they <laughs> lost all. I uh, lost all of it after that. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Stephen Markowitz uh, does a lot of horror movies. So House of the Industry, Devil's Pass. Uh, he did Hardcore Henry. He did Rings. So oh, another Ring movie. Yeah, yeah. the Ring guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah House of the Industry, Rings. Future Contender with J Law. Also did uh, Sixteen Blocks, one of my favorite movies. That's not a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, with most stuff. I mean, I just tried soft, to open a restaurant. <laughs> soft spot in my heart for that movie. Yeah, weird accent by by Yasin <laughs> Bey, but you know, much appreciated. Man, rewatch there. I I think I could get her to watch that one. Uh, acting in this film, trying to act in this film, we have a slew of people you've heard of, but um, yeah, run it, run the gamut. The sa- saucy woman, as you as you like to call her, but Shannon sh- Saucy Shannon, Woman, Shannon Saucyman, Shannon Saucyman, Shannon Saucyman, nineties darling, early two thousands darling, early two thousands darling, also a Hawaiian darling because she, her full name is Shannon Marie Kahololani Saucyman. So there you go. Raised in Reno, we've always been a, a friend of Shannon's, and and wish her nothing but the best. Best known for Night's Tale and 40 Days and 40 Nights. She, she was the lo- love interest. Which in she did in Back Night's Back Tale. Years and yeah. Rules of Attraction. Yeah. Uh, so she was at her peak in 2001, 2002. Um, but the most questioned thing she get is, why did she stop acting? Um, after filming The Order, she became pregnant, took a hiatus from working on films. So there you go. That's that's all we need to know about that. Yeah. 
Uh, we also have... Uh, uh, first, actually, what do you think her son's name is? Well, you're, you're wrong, because it's Audio Science Clayton. Audio Science Clayton? Audio Science Clayton is uh, is 20 years old and the son of wow, Shannon Sossman. 20. So, wow. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, good for them. Good job, my Dallas name. Clayton is the father. Dallas. You, Dallas Clayton, you are the father. Yep. There we go. Um, also starring a... Uh, Weirdly, Hollywood uh, success question mark story. <laughs> Edward Burns, Eddie Burns, Eddie Burns, Burnsy, uh, Mr. Long Island, Mr. Himself. Long Island himself, Mr. Uh, the uh, ne- Long Island's version of Bruce Springsteen as a storyteller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Long Island's version of that guy from uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yes, and you definitely know him. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. I mean, he's a famous all-time great voice. I mean, he's a famous writer director. Yeah. yeah, he's a movie maker. He uh, was Brothers he, McMullen. A, as as a singular voice of the '90s in Long Island, writing those like uh, quippy quippy rom com guys guys lost in their twenties movies. Yeah, yeah. She's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Good film. Sure. Johnny Lewis in this movie. Johnny Lewis. You'll recognize him by his name, Johnny Lewis. We talked about, about him in a previous podcast. I was trying to figure yeah. it out. And I'm like, how the fuck do I know this guy? He he is half sack in, in uh, Sons of Anarchy. He died in 2012 because he yes, kind of went really, off the Really? Off I think the that's why we're, he he killed himself. Something. I don't know. But um, but yeah, he's he's the half sack guy. He was in uh, AVPR. That's why we, we discussed him. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh... Ray Wise, our guy, my guy, Ray Wise. Your guy, Ray Wise. Leland Palmer's in this movie. <laughs> yes. He's always in bad movies, but he's also <laughs> one of the best parts of any movie um, that he's in, whether it's a good, bad, good, bad, or ugly, ugly film. Love Ray Wise. Ray Wise, you would know him, yeah, from from uh, Twin L- Peaks. Laura Palmer's. Uh, he's in a, he's in a bunch of stuff. He's the big smi- He's a big smiley guy. Big smiley guy. He was in RoboCop. He was Leon in RoboCop. He's a nefarious looking fellow. He's in Jeepers Creepers too. Yeah. Good night and good luck. Yep. Man, he's in everything. He's in first class as a, as a sex state, um, sexual state. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just a, he's a major that guy. Major Speaking of guy. sexual state, Megan Good also in this movie. Yeah. Uh, in the very be- she got the and credit in yeah. the beginning uh, beginning credits rolling. She was also only in the first. <laughs> she was in the first scene. She was in, in the in the first second scene. They did a double cold open in this movie. Uh, first they had a house on fire, and then they had um, Megan Good getting murdered, which it, I think was the scariest part of the movie. How many actors get the end credit and are only in one scene for three minutes? Um, I can't be that many. She probably got a pretty good paycheck for just showing up for the very beginning of this movie. I think a lot of um, I think a lot of horror films do that when they pull in the actor for the one scene, like yeah. like Andrew Barrymore. Like that's what brought Drew Barrymore back because she was billed in in the screen movie, yet she dies in the first five minutes of the film. Yeah, she's like actually in it though. She they they do they do a somewhat something like it, but you don't right. even hear the phone call in this one. You don't even know that the call is related to her dying. Right. Why do they have to kill the cat? Let's just get into yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Too. <laughs> they kill her cat in so the, there, in the there's scene a, there's as well. A koi, she's she's doing her work by a koi pond, and then she uh, she sees the cat, and the cat disappears for a second. Her cat, her beautiful cat, uh, cat disappears. Then she looks down in the pond. Hand reaches out of the uh, out of the pond and pulls her in, and she's dead. And then it comes and grabs the cat right after. Both times, I yeah. 
I jumped in. in yeah. Oh, you jumped? It was the only time I got scared in the whole movie. I turned turned it on next to Jesse, and uh, we started watching. And then, sure enough, after those first two jump scares, I was like, "Okay, see you later. I'm going to watch this somewhere else. <laughs> I can't do this with you here." That's great. Um, Ariel Winter in this movie. Ariel Winter, who plays uh, spoiler, plays the big bad. Yeah, uh, plays the ghost. <laughs> yeah, she's in this movie, and then about a year or two later, she gets cast in Modern Family. There you go. And then her future is secure. Yes, yeah, she, she doesn't have to work another job ever again. She's a voice actor, I guess nowadays. Oh, which good is, for her. Which is good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had she had the whole. She was being stalked by a, a lot of people for her for her youth. Yeah, which is really strange. Fucked up people out there. Margaret Cho, also in this movie, briefly as the other cop. The one that Eddie Burns throws under the bus constantly in this. Yeah. He's always like. She's in one scene. Yeah, he's he's always like, I wasn't the cop not doing my job. That was Margaret Cho. She's not very good at her job. And you're like, just talking shit about her constantly. She doesn't have the imagination that I do. (laughs) Like like my imagination where, you know, we take a trip out to to Manhattan and then I follow. In love with this girl, but I live in Long Island. It's yeah. crazy, and I'm also like, I'm gonna be married. And I'm not have even Italian, and I have an Italian accent. Have sex with one person for the rest of my life? Oh, I'll find this girl. She's a di- she's a dining waitress. She's gorgeous. I'd be shocked if Edward Burns didn't um, rewrite all of his lines for any movie he's in. He seems like the guy. That he would. would be that guy. Here's yeah. how you punch it up. Here's yeah. how I would do it. Why don't I just do it? Why don't you let me do it? Can we just do it? <laughs> <laughs> That's how he gets you. I would sleep with Eddie Burns. Yeah. I, I don't think it would take that much either. No. Maybe just all. like a night out on the town. He's... Like we go play some pool at like his local pub yeah. where everybody loves him too. So he's like king of Long Island when he walks yeah. in. Uh... King, of, uh, king of Montauk over here. Massapequa. Yeah. Which of the small islands of New York would you want to be king of? Uh, is it Governor's Island? <laughs> where, where are the Potter's graves? <laughs> PG thirteen, yep. uh, this film uh, runtime eighty seven minutes. Another under, minutes. another under ninety year for us. I think you're bearing in the lead here. This is our classic. Uh, this is also our classic January release. Yes, January fourth, Dumpuary. Yeah, three days after the New Year, uh, aka the Potter's Field of movie <laughs> of movie going. They were trying to cash in on those the teens that were still out of school for another week. I yeah, think. yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you got to go back to school on Monday. You might as well uh, miss this call. Yeah, come. You, yeah. Hey, you just got a cell phone for Christmas, didn't you? Well, time to get scared of that cell yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah. The retro phones of this movie. Restricted we'll number. We'll talk about. We'll talk about. Taglines. Ta- Taglines. There's only one. Well, what will it sound like when you die? Or what will it sound like when you die? Pretty good. Yeah. There's a uh, in the movie. That's a problem for me. But other. But the tagline is good. Tagline's okay. Yeah. There's not much you could do with the tagline. Yeah, like don't miss this call. You know, it's don't pick up. Don't pick up. Don't pick up. Don't pick up. It's not bad. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, tag your it, Nick. Mine is the call is coming from inside the house. Oh, <laughs> yeah, out. recycle it. Just go. Yeah, just trick people into thinking they're singing "Scream" again. <laughs> when a stranger calls, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my tag. Uh, my tagline is going to be the line is dead. The line is dead. There you go. The line is dead. The line is dead. The line is dead. The line goes dead. This line is dead. Um, this tagline is dead. You, you gonna kill that line or am I? <laughs> <laughs> Plot keywords: telephone terror. Okay. Supernatural horror. 
The classic. Message from beyond the grave. Oh, MFBTG. Yeah, MFBTG. Yeah. Or, and then the final one, phone call from beyond the grave. <laughs> uh, not a lot to work with here for plot keywords. Uh, there were 80 more, but these are the top ones, and I don't understand why, because... Um, these are not keywords. They're, key, they're plot phrases. Plot phrases. Yeah. I think that's what uh, plot keywords has so um, stupid. gone into nowadays. You know, Pretty dumb. We used to be a proper IMDb. Yeah, we used to. Um, budget, $20 million. I don't see how or why that could cost $20 million. Maybe special effects. Edward they Burns. Sh- actually shot a lot on... A lot of CGI. Was well, there's a lot of CGI, but they, they, there's some practical effects. But going they on did there. shoot. It was like real world shooting, you know. Yeah. They, they, they weren't like a one location. They, they, on they were spot. on the streets. They were, they had to shut all these streets down. Yeah. Where the streets were, probably Vancouver. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, like Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something like that. Uh, budget twenty mil, and then uh, the gross take forty five. Forty five. Big success for for a twenty million dollar movie, and it had a DVD run, so you know yeah, that this, DVD you know run. this made its money and some. Man, that bargain bin was was running dry that had to have been where i where i saw like this thing this classic five dollar film most often yeah. was just like you're sifting through the five dollar bin and and you see the the screamy eyeballs yeah yeah, yeah. You, you see a box of m&ms not even a bag you see the box of m&ms uh candy rack and then right next to it one missed call it's like oh yeah what am i i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say no to this combination <laughs> right now and you buy it and then you Immediately regret. Yes. Uh, trivia. Uh, what was your last five dollar movie you bought? You don't anymore because who watches a physical media? Ooh, um, the last. I can specific. Well, okay. So there's one that was because Circuit City was closing and uh-huh. everything was five dollars, and so I bought Wally. Wow, which, which is a great wow, buy. yeah, great buy for five dollars. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when it closed. And the, but the last like movie that I bought out of a five dollar Walmart bin was. Um, Stand and deliver. There you go. Excellent. I was like 16. Edward <laughs> <laughs> James almost. You're a finger man, eh? Uh, we just bought a, a Casper on sale. Ah. Five bucks. Five bucks in your local Target. Wow. Yeah, that's honor, a good spook to in honor of the In honor of the boy. In honor of the Kaz. The Casbah. Rock the Casbah. Um, tri- and it's got DVD commentary on it. Wow, who's on the commentary? Is Gutenberg on the com? No, it's Pullman, right? Yeah, it's Bill, it's Pullman. Bill Pullman, but that's not who it is. I think it's just the director. Cool. The, see, this and the voice the, of uh, Ka- and Devin Sawa. Yeah. Oh, Devin Sawa too. <laughs> <laughs> so in this scene, uh, the, the, since we had to use computer generated uh, intake, uh, uh, Christina Reach is actually talking to um, a sack of flour. Brad Silverling uh, directed uh, Casper. Yeah. For all those need to know. It's Don't also directed be Silverling S- watching that movie. Yeah, also did City of Angels and a series of unfortunate events. Mm. Moonlight Mile. Any of those? Nope. Whatever. Wait, Moonlight Mile is supposed to be good, right? The guy who almost directed, uh, well, allegedly almost directed One Missed Call, was offered the movie, I think is more accurate than uh, saying almost directed it, was Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Offered One Missed Call. Yeah, to do a, to do his own J-Horror remake. Yeah, he was doing Hellboy number two. Yeah, Hellboy two, The Golden Army. Which was good. Superior to the first Hellboy. Very good. Yeah, yes, very good very film. Good film. Very uh, good we film. are a Hellboy podcast. Very much a Hellboy podcast. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes it goes months without happen. saying. But it's going to happen in the future. We are a Hellboy podcast. David Abba. Um, this, the, the, the Del Toro version of this would be fucking good. 
Yeah, it would be. Yeah. I think so. I think he would cover all the holes. He would have cast it a little bit differently, maybe. Or he would have gotten more out of them. He would have understood what Eddie he, Burns has given him. And he'd been go like, more into lore. Let's he'd change this up a little bit. Curse. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You, the so. faces would be more pr- prominent on the screen. Him it and wouldn't Edward, just be like a way far background shot. Him and Edward Burns would have fought to the death at the end <laughs> of this movie, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we have a love interest? <laughs> He forced that upon yeah, Sossaman's character. There was there was a, a fleeting look at the end of it, right? It's terrible. Yeah. I was like I was yelling at I was yelling at the screen. Yeah. Yelling at the screen. Please don't let this happen. Please. Do not kiss him. <laughs> he, not. he is a scumbag. He is a secret scumbag. Do not come. From Long Island. <laughs> Do not come. Terrible. <laughs> um yeah. Um my only other trivia that I want really wanted to bring up, um, while in preparation for the film, director Eric Vallette, Eric Valletti never watched the original version. One missed call and asked the actors not to watch it either, <laughs> even though it's even though it's almost the exact same movie. It's, Is it? It's virtually the same. The, I didn't the, watch the, the same. The movie. original. I didn't watch the original either. Not really. Uh, I'm not the, origi- really like, the, the, the original was 2003, which makes a lot more sense for a phone call. Yes. To be to be relevant. More, yeah. And then the fear of a cell phone. And yes, the fear, the fear of, of a cell phone happening yes, in yes, 2003 yes. versus 2008. Makes 2008, more sense. yeah. It's like, first no. year of the iPhone. Yeah, it's like, oh, the phone phone is friend. Phone is friend, not yeah. not not fiend. Yeah, if there yeah. was there wasn't enough um, LG envies in this movie, in my opinion, there yes. should have been more sidekicks. More sidekicks. Two of these characters would have had a sidekick. Their budget would have been so out of without a fucking. Di- they could have had side or sidekick when Look. sponsor a movie where their phone is killing people. Exactly. Huh? Well, well, that's why <laughs> Motorola. Boost, Motorola basically was. <laughs> Boost was like, hold my beer, yes. please, please put us throughout this film. Yes. Motorola. Every phone was a Motorola, even if it didn't say Motorola on it. You could look at that phone and be like. That's fucking Motorola. Look, people, our our spokespersons <laughs> right now are Young Jeezy and Mickey Avalon. We need to be in a film right now. We it need took, to get with the young people. It took them like 15 steps to like break any of these phones because yeah. Motorola's were so, so solid, durable, so solid back then. Yeah, the I love the scene. Uh, we haven't w- remember we, those old commercials where you would run over Motorola's with your car and they wouldn't bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The we're, do not come. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it. Bustin makes me feel good. Another Spooktober classic. Yeah. Oh man, I need to get that sound bite. Um, the w- w- I'm going to talk about it real quick before I forget the whole scene where she's smashing the phone and then she like slowly stops. She because <laughs> it's like this is a futile effort because I'm not going to break this phone. It's <laughs> yeah, just putting it down and then just looking away. Yeah, really I bad. remember my high school uh, biology class. One kid had a Motorola, and he would just throw it across the room. I had one. I had a, a Motorola flip phone. It was the yeah, only. It was the only cell phone that I could have for Nextel. <laughs> I was chirping. Yeah, all did, over you, the place. did you guys chirp? You, you have one other. Per- it's like parents love to chirp me. It's like yeah, it's like the two people that have Blackberries where they would BBM each other all yeah, the time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'd get chirped all the time from my uh, parents. <laughs> where are you? Where are you? Are you are you at the movies? I mean, it's the only it's the only reason that I got a cell phone was for my mom to know where I was because she was always so late picking me up. You can bleep that out, Kyle, in case my mom Put listens to this out, version, Kyle. which she won't. Yeah. Uh, my favorite trivia was that uh, Clavin uh, wrote this movie as a horror comedy. He thought it was a horror comedy. Man, no wonder he's a failed screenwriter because <laughs> even even if he wanted it to be a funny movie, it, there's no way it was going to be. Reg- a funny movie. Regarding some of the very clunky dialogue, he said those were supposed to be jokes. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. That's what they were supposed to be. They're supposed to be jokes. Yeah. 
Speaking of a joke, movie plot. How do you even make this? It could be a good horror comedy. This movie. How? It's this, but you'd have to go into scary movie territory. It's basically a spoof the whole time. Yeah, it would would have to be. He must have wrote Scary Movie Three, and they're like, "This script sucks. Let's just make it a a real (laughs) horror film, and then (laughs) bring in uh, bring in David Zucker to make the to make this." Scary movie. He wrote the song "Kiss Me Through the Phone," and he was like, "What if it's Kill Me Through the Phone?" Yes. Where was Soldier? Kill Me Boy? Through the Phone. I'll see you later around. Um, movie plot, according to Rotten Tomatoes, when Beth Raymond, uh, Shannon Saucy Woman, witnesses the death of two friends, she knows there's more at work than just a tragic coincidence. Uh, days before they die, both victims hear their terrifying final moments on cell phones. Dun dun dun. Though the police think Beth is crazy, Detective Jack Andrews. Uh, our guy Eddie believes her. Together, the pair try to unravel the mystery behind the horrifying messages before their own phone numbers come up. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Okay, uh, expanding on that a little bit, just so you get a sense of how this movie progresses. So those that all happens. You hear on the phone, you hear the last moments of your life. So uh, the second guy that gets killed, he hears, man, if I didn't have my head screwed on, I wouldn't. Uh, and then yeah. you hear that on the phone. Yeah. And then when it happens in the movie, wouldn't you just not, wouldn't you just know, this is what I say right before I die. I'm not going to say these words ever again. Yeah, you would think. But at the You're same like, time, it's like, you have fate is. Ooh, word vomit. If it was Matthew McConaughey, it'd be like, <laughs> fate, fate is, uh, fate makes no sense. You're going to say that. Your subconscious just takes over. I mean, that's a, that's a, exactly what that's the only reasoning that you could possibly have for that uh, happening out. in the movie. Uh, but so then she's trying they're trying to get him. Her and Edward Burns trying to get to the bottom of it. So they're, yep. they're trying to re- follow the lines back because Edward Burns, sister died in this as well. So they're trying to follow it back to the beginning. And it all starts in this fire. And my that- sister died in a hospital, too. <laughs> I don't understand why it all started in this. This hospital. Was it a hospital? that yeah, St. Luke's, Luke's hospital. Caught on fire. All the bodies accounted for except for um, the the mother. The mother. The mother. So they think geriatric it's, nurse. So they think it's this geriatric nurse that's the source of all this, um, all this trauma. Yeah, she's there, a haunted there's, soul. There's one surviving g- little girl from this from this fire whose yep. whose mother is that person. Right. They try to get her to to tell her what's up. Nobody knows. Yada yada yada. The end of the movie comes around, and this is just what this is. My are you? for real like scene like you're making a scene they get into the old hospital it's burned down sauce man is uh wandering around trying to figure out where where this extra body could be because it's unaccounted for she climbs into an air duct because she's getting because she's gonna die in the next 15 minutes according to the movie um she's crawling around the air ducts she finally comes across this woman in an air duct Burned to a crisp with a phone in her hand. The phone uh, drops down. She's still alive. Crawls over Sossaman. She's not alive. She's she's she's, she's, she's possessing the yeah, dead possessed, body. Possessed. Yeah. Yes. 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 Possessed. Uh, no. <laughs> Never mind. And then she says, uh, "Forgive me," and dies. <laughs> Forgive me. So then you find out that it's not the mom that's actually the killer, and uh, the next three scenes after this scene that keep the movie keeps yeah. going. Uh, you find out that the little girl, the girl who's been in this movie the whole time, has a sister that we never knew about. Did we know about her at all? 
No. Ariel Winter's character? Yeah, we knew. No, we, the sisters didn't survive. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. sister didn't survive is all you found out. Yeah. But it turns out that she had a goth sister who was torturing her. No, that was her. the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it was goth Ariel Winter who's just goth troubled. Goth Ariel Winter who's troubled. <laughs> And she was the murderer this whole movie. This she whole was the possessed time. spirit. Was like a, a preteen girl because her death who, got trapped on the nanny cam, and then the nanny cam yes. when she called the phone, her soul transferred to the phone. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. And she had uh, it was really an asthmatic situation because she had asthma. So the sound that would happen before all these kills so was the sound of, was the sound of an inhaler going. Yeah, the yes. inhaler going. Yes, which yeah. which as an asthmatic myself, I really appreciated. As I, being rep- it was representation. That matters. was probably one of the better parts of the movies is the is the sound effects when the sound, the sound effects, effects of the killing uh, about to happen, like the soul or the spirit coming to attack you with the yes. weird sound. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but like the fact the that but the fact that this was all a twelve year old girl who just wore a hoodie, who's hella a black asthmatic, hoodie, <laughs> an asthmatic asth- goth, an asthmatic goth teen, preteen, spooky teen, <laughs> who was, was killing all these people from beyond the grave through their phone calls, like yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, uh, shout out to Marie Layton, the mother who play, who's played by Rhoda Griffiths, who is a major that 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 gal, major that gal. She's in so many things. Um, she was in Walk the Line. She was in Guardians of the Galaxy. She was in the movie Blocker. She's major like um, she's the other, you know, the other Southern lady who's like the cr- crotchety old lady um, who like she's she's a Karen. She's she's the Southern Karen lady who's like always 50 or 60 years old who talks like this. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. She's the non um, Southern version. of. OK, that. I see that. Yeah, yeah. She's the redheaded lady, right? Yes, redheaded lady. She was in Just Mercy, Hunger okay, Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah, in a yeah. bunch. Of, she's Beth in Blindside. Shout out to Michael Orr for getting his uh, yeah she, thing. Good thing, for him. Thing rescinded. Good. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Fuck, fuck them. <laughs> Enemy, enemies of the podcast. Enemies those, of the pod. Those, the twoies. Those two. The twoies. <laughs> them twoies. Um, Unbelievable. What? Uh, yeah. What? What other for real? Uh, what other uh, for real things you want to bring up with uh, with this film? The twist sucks. Um, yeah, so the I twi- thought it was going to be more Shannon Sossman based twists, like because of her PTSD. Yeah, because they brought it up in the class with in the beginning with yeah. her friend Leanne. It's like, oh yeah, post traumatic stress, you know, brings on this trauma, and the trauma can develop into blah and she blah, has blah, these, blah blah. She has these flashbacks, and she has an abusive mother. She had an abusive mother. Yeah. Shout out to abusive moms in movies. You don't yeah. see that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> this movie. This movie. Shout just, out to mommy dearest. This movie really zagged when it when when you expected a zig. So you can give it that little bit of credit. It was constantly zagging. <laughs> constantly on the zag. <laughs> but her mom was like putting cigarettes out on her arm. She's like, go check on your dad. And, and then, dad's committed suicide. Committed suicide. Yeah. I was like, wow. But then yeah. that was it. Then that the, was it. then the flashbacks were over, and nothing else had to do yeah, with her PTSD. The rest of the movie. Yeah. Apparently, there is no PTSD demon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Live your life, you idiot. Yeah. That's basically what this movie said. It was just like, here's a red herring, here's a red herring, oh, constantly. And then they're and like, they were dumb we red really, herring. Yeah, we haven't really decided how we're going to end this movie yet, but it might be connected to any of these things, or it's just a made up pre goth team. This movie team. is such a nothing movie, it's, unbe- it's unbearable. That was big, the biggest idea. It's about. a nothing movie. Actually, no, the biggest idea for real about it is that actually the plot of this movie is good. It can be. The first 20 minutes of this movie are solid. Yeah, like, like how are you dying? It's, it's just Final Destination meets the ring. Right. How you dying? Hey, miss, how you dying? Yeah. And all these Final Destination things happen where like a girl falls off the overpass and gets hit by a train. I was like, solid. That's yeah. good stuff. The the gas tank explodes and launches rebar through this guy's chest. And you're like, solid. That's, so, these, are, these are good. But then once it like devolves into the rest of the plot, that was when it kind of lost me a little bit. I get that. 
I totally get that. But the biggest I feel is definitely the acting in this movie. Yeah. The, 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 it was just... They were competing to have the least amount of charisma possible. Bad on, late two thousands acting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like, they all start in the CW. Before I'm sorry. I'm sorry to uh, Shannon Sossman and, and at all, but uh, not good. Sorry. Ray Wise was Ray Wise is the only only guy bringing any heat in yeah. this movie. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure Jesus is in center, people. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, shout out to his character for, for being a callback to John Walsh because John Walsh hosted America's Most Wanted because his son was kidnapped. Um, and so when his son was possessed, he figured out about electromagnetic <laughs> waves and brought it to, brought it to the world to see and said, I will make money off of this. Who was the preacher in that? That guy, that guy, the preacher looked familiar too. that demon exercise. He looks like a knockoff, um, Patrick Wilson. Yeah. But like did. a beefier Patrick Wilson, like. More of a more of a Christian church, Patrick yeah. Wilson guy. <laughs> you know, small town gets into the hamburgers a little bit more than Patrick might have, but but still good on TV and charismatic. You know, yeah. I thought that why wouldn't they put Ray Wise in that spot? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like you already have him. Why not just let him start screaming some more? I believe this guy's name is Jason Beggy, who is known who's best known for being in the current TV series Chicago PD. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know that show. The Chicago, former Scientologist. The Chicago franchise. What a yeah. franchise. Yeah, so he's probably really into Scientology back then, so he's really uh, hamming it up as the preacher guy. Uh, real good stuff. I'd say um, the whole scene where the third, uh, where the woman who is possessed, um, all, none of her friends believe her, so there's the one scene where she goes to her friends, like, fine, if you want to delete me from your phone so you don't die next, delete me then. You delete me too. You delete me too. I that was a great scene. I would have done that. Yeah. I feel like that was the m- most realistic scene of what could have possibly happened. How come she couldn't like delete? In high school. How, could, how, how come she couldn't delete all the numbers? She could have, but she was she was emphasizing, like, look me in the eye and delete me if yeah. you're like, you don't want to be my friend no more because you're scared of being possessed next. I would have. Wow. I don't know. But, like, that was a bold move. I don't move know for if her I actually, yeah. Stand Taylor, up for Taylor was pretty hot, so maybe I wouldn't delete my number. See, there you phone. go. I'd be like, that, I feel like that was a scene in like junior year at high school where something went down. Yes. And you went up to your to a circle <laughs> of people and like, if you don't like me anymore, take me off uh, AIM. Yeah. Yes. Delete, delete AIM. Oh, my God. Me. How yeah. many friendships ended Will Ferrell, Chris Catan style over, over, right. over AIM? Over AIM. Probably over um, over uh, over uh, Over Friendster. Yeah. Over uh, Club Penguin. <laughs> yeah. oh, Neop- ha- Neopets. Yeah. Habba Hotel. Yeah. All that stuff. Uh, we... <coughs> I didn't want to touch on how Edward Burns dies at the end of this movie. Yeah. Um, Big old knife through the eye <laughs> yeah. as he's looking in the peephole. He makes he makes it through the whole movie. She she's at her house. She thinks that she's safe. Um, turns out no, the killer's coming. She for was her. listening to like French all new wave <laughs> music. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. And they let her choose that for herself. Uh, but she walks up to the door. Edward Burns is there because he's figured it out that she's gonna die. Yep. Um, because one of the last dead bodies had a new missed call, and it was her dying. But it turns out that was actually Edward Burns's phone, and it was his missed call of him dying. Yeah. Because she says, no, 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 don't do that. And then it's, and he thinks it's her, but it's actually uh, right through his eyeball. So I thought right that was, that, that fits into real good stuff. Except, good. except why would you check the people like that close? Never get that close to people. Well, it was all, they were, they were uh, MacGuffining it the whole time. They yeah. were like leading up to it, foreshadowing, 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 because Shannon Sossman was scared to look at the people because the last time she looked at the people, she saw her dad. So her dad died. So her dad died. Wow, it came full circle. So maybe, maybe I don't deserve to. Wrong shit dad this, died. Shit, shit on this movie as, long yeah. as much. Um, I mean, the only other shining light for me was just, 
to see Shannon Sosterman in a film again. Um, it's always so, great to see her. So she is the sauciest woman, of course. And uh, a real good segue. She worked best for me, to be honest. She did. She had to. She had to have. Now, who else worked best? Ray Wise? Sure. But Ray Wise is a gimme at this point. Yeah. Uh, they didn't. Uh, she she was wearing classic 2008 clothing. Yep. Uh, big old wide pants. I was like, wow, this you're going to have Shannon Sossman in a movie and dress her like this yeah. is incredible. They, the, all, they all looked like actual high schoolers, like no budget, like Coles, the... They're costume, college students. The, the costume designer had to, went to Kohl's and got everybody's outfits. No, it wasn't even Kohl's. It was um, Mervin's. Um, Mervin's of California. Yeah. Exactly. Man, those were the days. Was it? Was it really? When, when Merv's <laughs> was going around? Ugh. Man, I hated everything that I got from <laughs> Mervin's. If you wanted a, a weird navy blue polo with one yellow stripe on it that you'd wear at a picture day, Mervin's. That's Ocean the place, Pacific. That's the place to get it. Brand of the century, Ocean Pacific. <laughs> I did think that the first 30 minutes of this movie were good, and now talking through this ending with you, maybe I think that the ending is okay. I think that the twist is bad, and maybe the acting was bad. No, the t- the ending is bad because the forced romance that 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 almost oh, yes. sort of happened, almost happens. Like, the whole story Burns of like, basically asks her out at the end of the movie after they've gone through all of this. Yeah. They had a they had a video of the nanny cam originally, but then they had a second tape. The second tape was in the teddy bear the whole time. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I don't know. The whole the whole point, the whole general point of a, of the spirit dying and then going because she dialed the phone while she was dying, her soul gets trapped in the phone call to her mom, which then goes to that phone. And once that phone stayed alive, it was able to make other calls. And like, how does the phone choose a number? Like what? It, it yeah. would just randomly choose people. And right. wouldn't it call? Maybe it would call everybody and show them all the all their deaths. Like yeah. wouldn't that happen? And I feel then- like this is a major like rip off of frequency. Like, but maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm just thinking too much on that movie. Maybe you're just. Too into with frequency. Our, with our guy Jim Cavizzle, as always. Classic seventy percent movie. Too into frequency. Look, Dennis Quaid was great, <laughs> great fodder in that movie, and he didn't deserve to die. <laughs> frequency, just the worst version of frailty. Edward Burns missed opportunity to be cast in Frequency. That's all I'm saying. Well, That's a major may- sliding may- doors. Maybe moment. he wasn't miscast because he's he's not a very good actor in this movie. He's terrible in this film. <laughs> Speaking of the can, devil, we can agree that he's the one who um, Burns. You blew it. They they needed somebody with some. Some name recognition, and yeah. he was like, where do I have to go? L.A.? Okay, I'm going to phone it in. Uh, yeah. This is a phone movie. I got to go to Canada. I got my father's, my father's uh, 60th birthday next week. <laughs> Speaking of one missed call, yes. A real phone-in performance from Eddie Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, everybody likes that joke. The rest of them were all just teens, so it's like, you know, you get what you get with, with teens I being mean, teens. Yeah, R.I.P. the guy who played half sack, Johnny Lewis, um, he was already uh, uh, mentally unhinged. Um, yeah, and, he, so. I was going to say he it's plays a good mentally unhinged person, but it turns Absolutely. out that's just what he was. Yeah, he was just ma- major method. Yeah. Um, <sighs> all right, yeah, well, punch, we're, this is a Punch Drunk Love uh, movie, yeah. uh, mainly that you should be drunk when you watch this film. <laughs> And punch the air every time uh, you think they're uh, Edward Burns and Shannon Sossaman are going to kiss. I punched because um, that little team, sp- the spooky team, was going around knocking heads, knocking heads, knocking heads. She she throated that lady. She did. She throated the hell out. What do you lady. think of the murders in this movie? Uh, the very final destination. The only one that was trippy was the possession because nothing came about that. That let's let, I got a gripe about that because if they caught a possession live on TV and it killed the lady on TV, yes, you would think that the show would. <laughs> be the number one thing of all time how is this how was there no follow-up beyond that like if ray wise saying you need to be beefed up with security i'm calling all my psychic experts you're being protective saucy saucy woman 
No. That's an in, it's an infamous movie yeah. at the very least where absolutely. It'd, be, it'd be known viral. Yeah, it'd be we're known everywhere. viral this one. Yeah. Absolutely. It was like right before um what this movie really missed out on was not coming out like literally a year later when some of the phones had video in the movie, but mm-hmm. uh, never back down. A year later, never back down takes off with some viral, uh, exactly. viral shit. They they could have been part of the iPhone or just like updated all the phones a little bit. You could see the murders maybe, or like uh, like what it did with her murder on the TV. Like yeah, you know, show show a glimpse or a couple like sketches of it. You know, can't wait. Now this movie, this movie in a twenty twenty three sense is maybe good. Could be. Could be blasé though. Yeah, it could It'd also be like, oh, could also be way shit's too, fake. Yeah, way too much. Yeah. Sh- shit's cap. Uh, shit's cap, yo. But punch drunk love. What's your what's your thought? Um. So yeah, the criteria. Uh. No, Paul Thomas doesn't direct this, but uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman does make an appearance. He's Edward Burns. He'd be a better Edward Burns because he'd be more um he'd be more ingrained as a detective and be more nonchalant, but still willing to believe this chick. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I think that's the only one. I think that's the only one. Yeah. You could potentially have Emily Watson somehow in this film. She would be like the she'd the be the abusive, mom, abusive mom, or like the no, she'd be the ghost mom, the ghost mom. Yeah, I feel like the ghost mom would be pretty ghost, good. She has a ghost mom. Couple more lines. I do like that we've given Emily Watson a lot more um, of a career with with this game. She's, she deserves we've it. We've put her in so many good movies. Yeah, she deserves it. Um, I mean, you you definitely could have Luis um, as the, either the the detective or. Um, or the the evidence guy who 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 answers the cell phone at the end of the movie, or answers the missed call at the end of the movie. Oh, what's this call over here? What do you mean it's gonna die? If that guy is Eddie, if that guy is not related to the director, I don't know how he got that job. What a stupid uh, plot driver that was. Yeah. Um, no quotes in this film. All the uh, everything, everybody. Everything everybody said in this movie was stupid. Generic. Um, make it fresh. This is a real Chad GPT could have wrote this movie situation. Oh yeah, dialogue. that's how you make it. That's how you make it fresh. At least dialogue. Have Chad GPT. Strikes this, over. Oh, AI is the one who does AI this, this film. AI, AI this film. AI is the murderer in this movie too. Yeah, it's just like uh, you do the you make the so this is how you make it fresh. Make you develop fresh. a one miss call verse. You have AI be the enemy, just like and how it interferes with Megan. The movie Megan, you got okay. Megan one missed call, boom, create Skynet. Done. Okay. Because Megan's a Terminator and uh and uh <laughs> one missed calls the you you might be able to Oh, I I should watch Megan for Spooktober. I haven't yeah. seen it. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. It's okay. It's all right. Um I think I would I would change it now now you could have the iPhones, you could see a lot more, but I think I'd make it an app so that way it, okay. it limits because there's just so many people in people's phones, you know. Yeah, and people yeah. don't answer phone calls anymore. Yeah. Get a push notification on an app. And be like, don't download this app, you'll die. And then people will be like, yeah, like I'm going to die from this app, you know. Right. Well, it'd be like the death calculator. Everybody yeah. just wants to know their death calculator. Exactly. Like, and so. that's like, oh, we finally get to have it? Oh, great. It's actually, oh. And then it's actually true. It's yeah. a timer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I think that's how, that's, that's how I would do it. Countdown. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's get gamey with it. You ready? Yep. Time for the top five. Top five. Uh, top five phone movies. Top five phones. Yeah. Originally wanted to do J horror, but there was maybe three J horror films that I've ever seen. The rest uh, I were stupid. Seen, yeah, I would have. Rest are future contenders. It would have been the smart one. But, Shout out um, to Pulse. But I didn't do it. Uh, yeah. Top five phone movies. We got we got a few contenders here. I don't. I left a few out probably, but uh, if you want to include some, by all means, I'm gonna start. I'll do my number five real quick. 
It is going to be the Black Phone. <laughs> did Scott you see Derrickson. It? I did see that. Uh, yeah, they're cre- they're making a sequel. Don't know how they're going to do the sequel. Maybe it's going to be a prequel. I don't really know. Pretty decent film. Not scary. Good uh, Spooktober film for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like it's a it's a ghost story. It's not scary. No, it's not scary. It's it has scary moments, but it's not like jumpy scary to me. Yeah, that's At, good. Yeah. I'm, gonna put, I'm gonna put that on the list. Then. Yeah, Ethan Hawke's great in it. He's great. He's fantastic in it. Um, yeah, good scary scary ghost movie. Uh, what's your number five? Uh, I'm gonna stick into Spooktober as well and go Scream. Scream's great. Yeah, Scream's on my list. It's, yeah, it's not that low, but just it's on rewatched. My list. Um, actually, I, I don't think I remembered seeing it. Is Scream Three? Mm. Yeah. Oh, Scream Three is how I got introduced to Scream, and and finally getting over my fear of Scream growing With up. With Emily Mortimer, had a deep fear of Scream. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And um, what's his name? Scott Foley. Have you seen the newest Scream? Yes. Good. Yeah. Scream, that's, Scream Six. Okay, that's yeah. that's going to be in my that's in my spooks cover as well. It's good. All the screams are good. Yeah, all the screams are good. None of them are bad. I, Scream three was the one that people say is the worst, but then Scream three or four. But I watched them both, and they were fine. They're good. They're fine. Yeah, just fine movies. I I am kind of shocked of how. I mean, let's see what what do you think is the lowest percentage on a Scream movie? Forty something. Yeah, that would be my guess too. But the answer it's probably fifty. Is... Say fifty six. Forty one. Scream three. Mm. And that's the only one that's not uh, fresh. Fine movie, yeah, just fine movie. Every uh, every other one is. Oh, up, I think the every one, other one is above sixty. So the only one I really haven't seen in in its entirety, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Scream two with with our guy Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. Yes, yeah, who just which vanishes, is good. which is good. Who just vanishes in, in the Scream verse, like uh, he never shows up. I think up again. Scream three didn't work because it was they didn't do his screw. Scream, 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 Like making the E the three, they really fucked up there because they because for Scream four they made the A the four, the four. yeah, scream, so scream, 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 We're all your Disney Channel. Let's watch a Disney Channel movie. Uh, you got your four. You want me to do number four? Your number four. My number four. The Guilty. So The Guilty, <laughs> the classic uh, pandemic movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, but my guy. Where he's the... I still uh, have not seen The Guilty yet. With Riley Keough uh, in, the, in, in a voice role. Yeah, it's great. And Peter Sarsgaard. Okay. It's good, though. It's good. No, it's it's a solid, solid movie. It's 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 a pandemic movie, so it only takes place in one area. So it's like more of a, like a play, a visual, uh, a cinematic play. But it it's it's really well done. Yeah, like it. I'm gonna go phone booth for my number four. Uh, oh my god, you shot him, Colin. Uh, Colin Fettle. Colin just. So much charisma that you would expect the phone booth to be bigger. How much charisma it has to be Man, <laughs> has to fit inside of that? Not thing. a good movie. Fantastic. Not a good movie. What? Do not like uh, phone booth. <laughs> uh, phone booth. Good movie. Good movie. No sir. Hard hard pass. Uh, the fact that I put it above Scream is a lot. Is pretty That's tough. That's a pretty wild tough. take. It's wild take. <laughs> pretty tough. Now that I'm looking at it, um, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stick to stick to my guns on this one. I think. Right. <laughs> I think this is only gonna get worse as okay. we keep going. Okay. There you go. Um, <clears throat> my number three 
I'm going to give it to Cellular with early Chris Evans. Okay. Uh, Kim Basinger. Okay. Kim Basinger. <laughs> yeah. Jason Statham. William H. William H. Macy. Uh, that that one guy. Um, the one guy who played uh, Harry or or Lloyd in uh in the prequel to Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Um, what's his name? He's he was in the 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 cheer, cheerleader movie. Football players playing cheerleaders movie. Uh, Eric, something or other. Che- uh, Eric, uh, yeah, blonde. Eric Olson from Fired Up. Eric yeah. Christensen Olson. You're talking about yeah, Eric Christensen. He, he's knockoff Eric Olson. Eric? Is he Eric Olson? Fired Up is the movie you're thinking of. Fired Up. Yep. Yeah. A good movie. By no, the way. that's a future contender. It's 25. percent Really? <laughs> uh, Eric Christian Olson. Eric yeah. Christian Olson. Oh, yeah. good job, us. Yeah, good job by us. Um, yeah, but that's my number that three. That 25. percent Yeah, fired Damn. up. Yeah. We might have to. We might have to. Do- Get a cheerleader on the pod. Cellular gets a bad rap. I just gotta say, and it is okay, a I, fairly decent. Never movie. seen it. What Rick Hoffman's in it. The guy from Sweets. What even is that? Jason Statham? Yeah, Larry Cohen wrote the story. Killer crime. Uh, what do we need to? What? How are you gonna sell it to me in one sentence? Or uh, <laughs> um, lady dials random number and guy picks up. Um, has to save her life. It's a random person. Okay. Like that's a great premise. That's I feel like that's a fairly decent premise to happen in the er, in the two thousands. It's actually not that bad. It wouldn't happen today of this age, but um, yeah, yeah. So, like the consensus, though it's rather familiar formulaic thriller. Cellular, surprisingly intense and exciting. Really enjoy that movie. What's your three? Um, just rewatched this movie recently as well. But I'm not sure if it's a phone movie. It does involve a phone for most of the time while it's on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Red Eye? Mm-hmm. Does Red, is Red Eye count? Yeah, because she's making phone calls the whole time. That's, it is, that's a good movie. The phone is like a major part of the movie. Yeah, is phone, kind of what phone we're communications is, is key. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, how, it's how they all... Um, Get everything. Yeah, it's how the whole plot really has a chance. Yeah, to, to make I, sense. I'll allow red eye. Okay, I'll allow red eye. But although the the main driver of the movie has to deal with the fact that you're in a plane, yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. It's more of a plane movie it's a than hostage a phone situation. Movie. Yeah, that's situation. true. I'll, I'll I'll allow it. Uh, Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls, because it's calling. Is that one? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, you can put the call if you want. I've just never seen that movie. If I've ever seen uh, Dial M for Murder, I would have put that on there. Mm. But uh, I don't think I have that one either. Mm. I think I do have my one and two, though. But I, I just wanted to double check that I'm not missing an obvious one. Um, what's your number two? My number two. I mean, it has to be a scary movie. So I'll, um, I'll just do The Ring. The ring, the ring, because the main the the main thing is that you get. I a thought phone it was call. a videotape. Yeah, it's the videotape, but you get the phone call and they tell you seven days. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and we used to call each other and say that. Mm-hmm. You never seen the ring? No, I haven't. But, exactly. But I knew, I knew <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. You're a false, fake false pretender. <laughs> I knew that they did that. They big fat phony. Yeah, I knew that they did that. You big fat phony. Um, but yeah, seven no, that it's that's. I mean, it, yeah. So if you get to do Red Eye, I'll do the Ring because of the phone call. Okay, I'll, I was originally gonna do Run Stranger Calls, but I feel like that's just a what meh. It's it's such a meh movie. I haven't seen that one either. That one's like 
oh, she's babysitter, and the, the she keeps getting called by some weirdo, and then she realizes the phone's ca- the call's coming from inside the house. Yeah, that's the big twist. Yeah, it's dumb. When a stranger calls, you just block it. You, know, you not, just hang up. Not just don't com- answer. It's it. Not very complicated. Don't answer. Because really if, if a killer shows up, he's, he doesn't need to call you, so you don't need to be. Fe- he's he's feeding off your fear. So if he's gonna come kill you, then have him come kill you. That's why no uh, any. F- any phone-based movies now, they can't have phone calls in them because nobody yeah. answers phone calls. No answers anymore. You'd have to like have a FaceTime from your dear friend. Yeah. It's, it's one of the only things that you'll answer is like a FaceTime. Wow. Maybe that's the new thing, the AI some your friend's face. Yeah, face crime. Face crime. Yeah. Face block. Uh, what's your two? My number two is... Sleep is in Seattle, I'll go with uh, my number two. That makes sense. Um, it is based on them calling each other. Uh, the phone calls to the radio station. That's it's the like love line, pre love line, main driver of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then thanks for the thanks for the segue. Love line, uh, my number one for a good time call. Ah, the sex, the sex comedy featuring um, Seth Rogen's wife, whose name is. I forgot about that movie. A classic 2012, 2012 film. Or- Lauren Miller, Ari Grainer, Justin Long, all in this film. And uh, it's about two two roommates who start a phone sex line to pay their rent. This was, rele- this was released in theaters? It was a really good movie. It, w- it didn't make any money. It didn't make any money. I don't remember this being a cinematic release. It was. It's 2012. Released on DVD January 22nd, 2013. 2013. So it came out in 2012. So it must it's not a cinematic release. It was a cinematic release. It says was released on DVD. That's just telling you when it was released on DVD. It's a 20. <laughs> it says it's a 2012 movie. If it was released on 2013. Released theatrically DVD? in the United States on August 31st, 2012. I don't believe yeah. that. That's crazy. It's a good movie. I came to it uh, on DVD, but. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, Shelby would love this movie. Lauren Miller got the role uh, based off of Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I didn't even know she was in that movie. Yes. Wow. It's good. Wow. Okay. It's good. It's All right. Good. For a good time call. Yeah, for a good time call. My number one. Shit. Wasn't there a movie called Call Me? <laughs> call Me By Your Name. That's my, ah. that's my number one. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Erotic thriller. That'd be good. I need to watch this movie. Wow. With Stephen McCaddy, though? How is he an erotic thriller? Call Me? Yeah, the movie Call Me. <coughs> and Steve Buscemi? <laughs> Switchblade? Okay, now I'm now <laughs> now, I'm, now, now I'm real I'm horned up. Now I'm in. Uh, my, no, my number one film, uh, film uh, with m- m- um, phones in it is Scream. I alluded to it. It's, yeah. no, it's number one. It's it, the all-time yeah, you're right. phone call uh, driving movie because every time someone dies, it's based off a phone call. Because the, the killer doesn't talk to them when they kill him. They only talk to them over the phone because of the voice. The voice treatment. The voice thing is so good. Hey, what are you? What it's are you really good. There? It's a, it's a, if you haven't seen Scream and you think about what the voice could sound like, yeah. it doesn't sound like what you think it would sound like. But it once you hear it, it's, it's perfect. You know what I mean, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And once it, and when it gets riled up and it's always slightly different, it's never yeah. the exactly the same, which is actually scarier because you yeah. never know who it, who it actually is. It's a lot of times through the voice changer. Yep. Even in the, in the newer ones, they have to like go the crazy lengths for the voice changing thing of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Yeah. it's like, who's got a voice changer on them? 
And how are they carrying this in their pocket? And then Radio Shack doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, no, it's got nine voices on it, not just the one. Yeah. Uh, the person. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah, there we go. We did it. Excellent we did job. it, y'all. Excellent yeah, job. Excellent. Uh, look out for that top five in a social media feed near you. <laughs> Another game. Same title, different movie. Same title, different movie. One missed call. You got something? Because I got something. One missed call is um, I'm going to go away from the rom-coms. I'm going to do an action movie. Solid. Um, this is in the vein of Taken. Um, you know how he... Oh, Taken, another good phone call movie. I think... Do you think that counts as a phone call? So the main plot driving movie. It is yeah. how he finds out about it. Yeah, but he doesn't talk on the phone anymore. That's the only time he does the thing. But I, I, we might... Uh, Honorable Mensch. Okay. Honorable Mensch. I would take Phone Booth out and put Taken in there. Wow. I think if I uh, if I could go back, but I can't. I'll I'll, I'll say if I could turn line. back time. Instead, I'll make I'll make a Taken S movie. One miss phone call. Uh, one miss call. One miss call. It's the story of a uh, a a. Let's go with a mom, a mother, who misses her kid's phone call, and gets left a voicemail. That sounds normal at first, but then when her uh, child goes missing, she has to dissect the call um, in all of its tiny clues. She knows that her daughter is smart enough to leave little clues in there. And some of the words she says, some of the pauses she makes, all gets broken down in some sort of imitation game um, special code. Her mom is a prepper, so has been prepping her daughter, and it's actually really caused a rift in their relationship. So she wasn't expecting a missed call from her daughter because they haven't spoken in years, but she finally gets one and then she has to go find her. I just realized this leaf blower has been blowing for the past like <laughs> fucking 10 minutes. I know, but now it's like white noise. Sure it is. Um, that sounds great. No, no. I, uh, yeah, the action aspect, man, really, uh, leaning into that punch, uh, punch drunk. It's love. a Halle Berry type, uh, situation. So it's like the call. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get you. Wow. So prominent. Um, <laughs> same title, different movie for me is going to be All a 30 for 30, a documentary about the most famous one missed call to me, the Armando Galarraga Perfect Game. <laughs> Shout out to the Detroit Tigers. Wow, that that's good. Yeah. Does it, that exist? I feel like it might. Uh, I don't think it does. Armando I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out on sports talks, but I think I'm, I'm, I would think about throwing that one on. There's a Fox Sports films that's 20 minutes long called "A Perfect Game" with an asterisk. Oh, but that's it. There's Jim just so Joyce. many um, fucking Jim Joyce. There's so many. Once once they did OJ and Last Dance, people were like, "Oh, we can make a sports talk about anything, and people are gonna watch it." It'll be six parts. Yeah, and like 30 for 30 was so good, and then now they're just making like. One-offs about fucking anything and mm -hmm. not even interviewing the right people for all of them. Yeah. It's just it all feels like super rushed together. That just pole to, vaulter from Georgia, yeah, just to get something on the on the TV. Yeah, or they're letting all their uh, like Johnny Manzels of it have all of their. Yeah, like, that was really stupid. They let them get all the creative like final cut basically. Yeah, and make them look good. Uh, speaking of final thoughts, better than the Big Green? Hell no, it's not. Hell no, it's definitely not. Um, Rerate re it. Is it watchable? Yes, sure. I would say yeah. 
That it, this is especially the, if you're if you're into bad horror movies, this might be up your alley. This needs to be on AMC in October. It needs this to be a, more accessible. It's a very is, is AMC really October is. movie. I don't know how if you're running a, a streaming service and you have all these backlogs of horror movies, why are you not just throwing them all up there? Yeah, like just for a month. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're show gonna, me something. Scarcity is not the thing that you need uh, in the month of October for people watching horror free movies. streaming services like Tubi and Pluto and all those. Yeah, they need to advertise that. Yeah. Advertise the shit out of that because that's how you get gain your market. That's how you get your audience retention. Shoot even for some, that niche. Yeah, even if somebody's just popping in for the month, you know that's the time. To Tell do it. Shutter to fuck off because you got all the free horror movies. Yes. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, re-rate this film maybe two percent. Yeah, I would. I'm with you. There. I was leaning more towards zero yeah. at the end <laughs> of the day, but I'll, a, I'll give it the, a two. The twist is so bad that it almost puts it back at zero. But I think that there should be one positive rating at least in this movie. Uh, and I think that if out of 81 reviews, my head math tells me that one rating would put it up to two. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that maybe that would have helped. Yep. You got a blurb for us. You're not missing much by missing the call. Hey, there you go. Yeah. That works. Uh, my blurb, I'm sorry I didn't accept your call. I was in the mountains. <laughs> Just that's your excuse. Don't accept the call. Be in the mountains. Okay. Real recommendations. Talk to me. Good scary movie. You saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Good scary movie. Okay. Good. Good. Good and scary. Good scary movie. I haven't done a scary movie yet. Not too yet. jumpy. Uh, this was my first scary movie. Uh, okay. Not too jumpy. It's, it's still an at-home watch for me. Talk yeah, to me. Yeah, make it an at-home watch. Uh, yeah. I'm glad we've already talked through three of things that I'm going to watch that just came out this year, so looking forward to those. Yep. Um, I'm going to say... We did a little um, uh, double feature of mm. bo- Boys Who Know Too Much. Mm. I haven't talked about this on the podcast, I don't think. No. Uh, boys Who Know Too Much movies... Uh, First one was The Client with Brad Renfro. Oh, yeah. Uh, saw Too Much. Susan Sarandon takes him into the courtroom, has to protect him. Tommy Lee. And then... Um, it's even closer now. Yeah. And Boy Who Know Too Much, number two, Witness, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Luke, Lucas, ha- Lucas, Lucas Haas. Haas. Sees the murder of Danny Glover uh, doing somebody. Hell, um, yeah. So it's a great movie. It's a good little double feature, I think. Both both excellent movies. Uh, so if you have the if you have the time and the patience, and you want to know more about what a little boy has seen, <laughs> Mercury Rising, another one. That's a future contender. Ones. Okay, yeah. maybe we'll watch that. Yeah, next. Except he has autism and cracked a <laughs> Department of Defense code found in a in an activity book, <laughs> starring Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin. <laughs> that boy knows too much, is what I would say after that. Yeah, Midnight uh, Special too. Yes. Yeah. I was considering putting that on the my letterbox list. You can follow me on letterbox at uh, Lick Nylons, I think. Yep. There you go. Uh, this has been the pod. That's been uh, Nick. I've been Steven. This has been the definitive podcast where we rate movies 25% and under on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I forgot to say that in the beginning. Yeah. I'm, hel- I'm helping you out, homie. And uh, as we always say, keep it real. Stay rotten.
Some films are ripe, some films are rotten We like our potatoes are gotten You ought to film, but you can't even But here comes Nick and Steve And they break it down, they turn it out And when it was over, you wanted to shout I want my money back that was real rotten Real fucking rotten